According to all known laws of film, there is no way that a woman should break up with her boyfriend for a B. We're talking B-movie on today's... We're not affiliated with Netflix. Welcome to KidFlix, the podcast where adults try to definitively rank every kid's movie ever made. I'm your host, Ross Wiseman, and this show is not for kids, so turn this off and make an untimely fart joke at your grandmother's funeral. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think I was going to laugh at that, but it re- something really tickled. That really tickled me. Uh, and you can hear my guest laughing, so why put off introducing him? Uh, you might know him as a writer for Temple University's late night comedy show, Temple That'd be Tonight. Real weird. You That'd probably be real don't. Weird you probably <laughs> don't. Uh, he's also an avid uh, Pittsburgh uh, Steelers fan. Yeah, I, I guess. If we're going to use that as my second trait. <laughs> yeah, and those are the only two traits about him. But it's TJ Swigert. Hey, hey TJ. Hello. Hello. I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad to be here. Oh, well, I'm, I'm so glad talking, to Especially talking about, talking about a man specifically today that has had a huge influence on the trajectory of my life. And my life, too. And I mean, your life. Pretty much anyone in our age, really. Anybody that is trying to be in comedy... They have to make fun of Jerry Seinfeld, <laughs> which is crazy. Like, yeah, because you think about how much, how revered he was at the time. He was a superstar, and now he's just—it's it, a meme. You know that—that that was actually the most. Like, I really wanted to watch this movie. I haven't watched this movie before, but whenever like I suggested it, I was like, "Ah, oh, do we want to do it?" Because it's such a meme. It's such a pop culture meme mm-hmm. now. It's just like. That seems to be the thing about Seinfeld. Anything he does just kind of comes around and becomes relevant again. Yeah, I mean, and like you, you talked about that his, you know, his whole shtick is just what's the deal, and it's all it's hack at this point. But I mean, honestly, like observational comedy is fantastic. Yeah, it is. And <laughs> did you watch Jerry before Seinfeld on Netflix? Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, a lot of that stuff is pretty old material, but I mean, it's still good. Still funny. That's what. One thing, too, with observational comedy is I think just comedy. I'm sorry. I just yeah, I, I didn't want to mention <laughs> it, but you mentioned you, it, yeah. so it's cool. Uh, the one thing about observational comedy is it's, you know, so much of it is about how you write it. It is a bit more of an art than, let's say, if you're just going for something shocking. I mean, all comedy is an art that you got to work out, but observational comedy, you're not relying on, like, a bad word or like something, something. oh never yeah. <laughs> no I like it, how you whispered no bad word yeah, <laughs> like don't tell anybody <laughs> well I um, I mean I, I don't write a lot of stand up just because it's not usually where my head's at I'm trying to do it more this year but observational comedy and stand up is so scary for me because I don't know if I'm talking about things that are universal I'm just like <laughs> don't you hate it when you're watching like Discovery Channel and like their weird plot lines in the animal shows, <laughs> like I I have no idea if that's if anyone anything. else even noticed that. No. Yeah, I uh, and I I have like weird observational comedy that I tried to write when I was like de- really depressed freshman year, because and it's not funny because no, I'm st- I think I'm starting to get because I I'm a super depressed person so yeah. and I think I'm starting to get better at kind of writing in depression you know. Yeah. No, I I noticed that. Because, like, any stand-up, I'm still early in whatever stand-up I like to do, and, and a lot of it is always, like, I feel like I walk off the stage and everyone's like, 
whoa. He was tall. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, I, I just remember this. Another thing that you and I have in common in regards to comedy is you and I both performed stand-up in London. Yeah. Mind was... you, just kind of open mic venues, nothing <laughs> like crazy. It wasn't like I was headlining. No, uh, headlining at Piccadilly Circus or... Station. <laughs> oh, this, yeah. <laughs> hey! <laughs> Uh, how did how did that stand up go? I honestly that that might have been the best that I ever did because I think then I was still kind of, I didn't have a voiceness that I was trying to make yet anyway, mm-hmm. so I was just kind of writing jokes and you know when you're over there you can just write like Americans are fat and they love they just they eat it up yeah just like on. all that fucking vinegar <laughs> so they eat so much vinegar and mayonnaise guys yeah lay it off the fries come on guys I. I was thinking about Britain today because I was um, I had um, potato chips with my lunch and I dipped it in a little mayo. What are you doing? It's it was good. What are you eating potato chips with a condiment? Well, first of all, it wasn't like Lay's. Hold on. Here's the thing. I well no, I was eating like they were they were freshly made potato chips. You know, like oh. I was at a cafeteria and they they like grated a bunch of potatoes and deep fried them there. Oh, so it was like a really fresh crunch. Yeah. So, don't judge me, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> Oop, just hit the table. I don't think it made a noise, so we're good. Yeah, we're all good. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Also, if, you can, if you're hearing a bunch of echo, um, I booked a room at Temple University's library thinking that it would be like a small space. And it is, but the ceilings are very high. I like that we have a window that can look into three other, two other adjacent rooms. Yeah, we're watching people doing legitimate work. It's like an, in, like, we're at an interrogation room, but it's not a mirror. That'd be <laughs> a good just, podcast, just an interrogation room. Just I don't know how it works. <laughs> <laughs> you just hear cool Just write that name down. That's good. Um, one thing about hosting a podcast is that, like, I tr- I keep thinking of different ideas for other podcasts, and the one, it's it's more I come up with c- cool titles and concepts, but I'm like, how would I sustain that? Yeah. So I want to start a pod. I want to start like a crime or a, a law based podcast because I think those are cool, yeah. and I like learning about crime and stuff. And so the podcast is called Cruel and Unusual, and we just talk about like, court cases where the Eighth Amendment came into play. <laughs> That's, uh, that's, that's very, It probably exists. I, yeah, I'm it probably... 100% The podcast burst already... There's so many specific podcasts that there's no way that someone hasn't been... Oh, that's a good pun. Let's, let's just make that. Yeah, I'd been, I've been doing this podcast... I, I had been doing this podcast for about a month when I found out that there was a, a kids' movie festival in, like, I think Idaho called Kid Flicks, but they spelled it differently. Oh. So I'm safe. Kid flicks are they affiliated with Netflix? They are one? also not no. affiliated okay. with Netflix. I have to make that abundantly clear. I'm hoping I don't get one of those Stranger Things style uh, season desist letters. <laughs> no, you're fine. It's I'm fine. I I stress so much that I'm not affiliated with Netflix. Yeah. But speaking of Netflix, you can stream B Movie on Netflix, and we also <laughs> didn't really say it, but we're talking about B Movie yeah. today. Oh yeah. If you if you didn't pick up on that. Or if you didn't, if you just clicked on this episode blindly without looking at the title, I mean, good for you. I'm, yeah. I'm proud that you're that loyal of a listener. Just a blind um, sheep. But, <laughs> le- yeah. <laughs> Let's get into B-Movie. So, um, why, tell me a little bit about why you chose this movie, TJ. Well, obviously, like I was saying before, it's something I've been waiting to watch forever. I'm one of the few people that, like, I tell people that I hadn't watched B-Movie, and they're like, Really? Because 
I am such, and, and like most people in the comedy thing uh, universe, it's not really unique, but Seinfeld and Curb Your Enthusiasm and that whole brand of sort of Larry David, Jerry Seinfeld, observational comedy, yeah. everything, that influenced everything I ever wanted to do in life. And uh, so I'm just surprised, you know, I just never watched it. You know, and, and that was really what I wanted to do. Plus, like, I don't know, the, the visuals, like it looks fun. And apparently it was massive. Like, I didn't realize they made a video game for this. I didn't know that either. Yeah, there was an entire, like, desktop. You had to play on your computer, but... That's how old this movie is. I mean, it, uh, this is the uh, almost exactly the 10-year anniversary of the movie. It came out in 2007, oh, wow. I believe. Yeah, I think so. T- I think. Yeah, I remember seeing that on IMDb last night, and I was like, okay, great. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't it be crazy if we ended up recording this on B-Movie's 10-year anniversary to the to day? To the day. Wow, we we would have to get we would have to get some publicity here. Yeah, if, you, if maybe. you're wondering why you're listening to this, it's because we found out. Yeah, that if, if you got through nine minutes of just us talking about comedy, yeah, <laughs> then yeah, now you know why you're listening. But what one thing that I was particularly excited about this was like it's it's just another like classic animated children's movie that is just a comedian doing his shtick. Like what other ones? Like there? ants, would was Ant, the movie Ants? Yeah, that well, that's just Woody Allen just being Woody Allen uh, as an ant. He's like a, he's an ant that doesn't want to. He, he wants to be an individual, but everyone wants him to conform. Kind of like this movie, actually, a lot. And the whole thing is just him going through some psychoanalysis of himself. <laughs> so. Psycho and Alice's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we did it. There's gonna be a lot of puns this episode. <laughs> or like, uh, didn't isn't there like the pets? Isn't, doesn't Louis C.K. have Secret a, Life of Pets? Secret Life of Pets. Isn't I did see that, that when I was in London. I saw it alone. Yeah. <laughs> on like a Wednesday. <laughs> what, what are you doing in London? I didn't have a lot of friends in London. Something <laughs> with Secret um, Life of Pets. Alone. I went to Secret Life of Pets alone. I drank a Heineken. <laughs> and you know the most British beer there is, and there was a guy behind me on his phone for like fifteen minutes during the movie. And I was kind of pissed. But I guess it's not. Do they remind you? I don't. I don't think I saw mm, a movie in London. I don't remember. <laughs> I Wouldn't that be don't. weird if they did? And like, like a cultural choice. Well, I think it's because British people are like, yeah, we're going to see a motion picture. We're not going to yeah have our tellies on. <laughs> No, wait, what do they call... I don't care. It's, uh, <laughs> no, whatever. <laughs> so, B-movie. Yeah, B-movie. Um, yeah, yeah I, I'm pretty sure that I saw this movie in theaters when it came out. Yeah. Because, I mean, my whole family... I'm, I, I, I'm assuming that your family was a Seinfeld family. Yeah, well, my mother was. Uh, my dad... My dad had three televisions hooked up in the garage, and one was what? Weather Channel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? I, I like I said that fairly casually. Yes. Tom Swaggart, my father, sat uh, in a garage on a chair with three TVs. And uh, one was History Channel, one was Weather Channel, and one was whatever sports was on. He watched them all at the same time. All at the same time. And people make fun of like millennials for like multitasking. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this man is seventy two years old and he's just three TVs head I mean, on a swivel. Yeah. He actually got a swiveling chair for it. But anyway, yeah. Are they, hold on, are they big TVs? 
I, they're all just like old TVs. You know how you oh, have like the box, like the like the boxy box. ones that you move out of the house. Those and, old you know, Zenith some people TVs <laughs> just have static on the front. The, the one has the built-in VCR in the bottom. Ooh, cushy. <laughs> Did he steal that from like a middle school? Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that was those were all. Yeah, so he didn't really watch Seinfeld, but definitely no. My mother, massive. Well, Seinfeld they, fan. they didn't have a lot of Seinfeld reruns on the Weather Channel. No. Uh, I was trying to think: Are there any Seinfeld episodes about the weather? And I was like, "That's a dumb question." <laughs> yeah. Um, but but yeah, so let's talk about. You're definitely right that this movie, and I felt it when I was watching it, that it is just Jerry wrote a bunch of jokes about bees and then kind of wove it into a plot. Yeah. Like, watching... I hadn't seen this movie in years, and it is a very sloppily put-together plot. That's what kills me. Is this, Yeah, I think Seinfeld just wrote a ton of bee jokes and went to every studio and was just like, give me a bunch of money to do this. And they're like, of course. Yeah, why not? And well, have you heard the story of how it happened? No. He, him, he was just hanging out with Steven Spielberg, and he made a joke... To make a bee movie about bees, and then Steven Spielberg was like, "Do that." <laughs> that well, that's yeah. apparently that's that always... makes sense then, because I that's the part. This movie just lingers at the end. It's just like you kind of like get into it maybe a bit, but you know, so many bee puns later. Eventually, it's just like, oh, why? <laughs> what what happens? Like. It, uh, a movie that could defy all logic, it's an animated movie, it's talking bees, ends up being a courtroom drama. It's, it's yeah. like the lamest idea. <laughs> just, just very, it felt, I don't know. Well, speaking of the, the court trial, that's the term, <laughs> yeah. court trial, um, I was so frustrated during this movie that um, Renee Zellweger's character, Vanessa, she was absolutely nothing. Like no. they they didn't develop her at all. I I don't know why she's a florist. <laughs> she all she do, she just asks Barry questions. Yeah. Like, oh Barry, how are we gonna do this? <laughs> and it, it's it's very weird. Yeah. It it I hate like the kind of vague romantic relationship they have, but you never see anything from her perspective. That insinuates he would be like into she would be into a bee. You know what? Maybe that's how this movie kind of like explains its weirdness is that it's all from Barry's perspective. So like yeah. all this stuff is worked. Like he thinks that she's blinking at him and stuff mm, like that. What, what do you mean blinking at him? Yeah. Like when she wins. What <laughs> when she blinks? It's a well, wink. When when they're having coffee out on the terrace. And, oh yeah, and he's looking at her lovingly, and she is batting her eyes a little bit, and then the old man fixing the light bulb yeah. shocks himself and falls off a ladder. Classic, <laughs> presumably dies. Classic, yeah. <laughs> you can just stick your finger in that light socket, and no, he's probably fine. Oh, just had to shake it off. A okay. couple birds around his skull. <laughs> I freaked out. So Vanessa thinks that she's dreaming because a bee is talking to her naturally. Yeah. So you know how like. They say, pinch me, I must be dreaming. She she stabbed a she fork into her hand. She's like, Doom. and he goes, whoa, what was that? And she goes, oh, I guess I'm not dreaming. Or yeah. something like that. Never brought up again. She, 
He also says, are you all right? And she says, nope. <laughs> so that establishes for the rest of the movie that she is a not well mentally no. person. Well, maybe, uh, I'm sure there's some fan interpretation out there. I should have looked this up of like how it's... I didn't want to dive into... <laughs> just psycho. Like it's all just this through like really her character is just clinically insane talking to bees it could be that it's her in her head trying to justify the choice that she made to be a florist that like she helped um give bees a voice and then when the flowers started dying she single-handedly landed a plane and revitalized (laughs) the entire world supply she didn't single she had about like Three million bees underneath. Yeah. That was another. It was such a frustratingly unnecessary joke whenever they made the big flower because bees can only land on flowers. And then it would just fly fly around it in a circle. No, that was. It made me laugh a little bit. Like, it's funny visually to see because it looked like the plane was like sniffing the ground. <laughs> And and then it cuts to inside the plane, and all of the people on the plane are just sitting there, just waiting well, to get up. Yeah. And then the the seatbelt sign bangs, and then they all are like taking up their luggage. I'm like, were none of them curious or scared whatsoever about landing? <laughs> yeah, they were just like, oh well, that's fine. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I feel like whenever you're on a plane, granted this is an extreme, but. When you're on a plane, you just you know, pop your headphones in, you stare at the chair, fall asleep, that sort of thing. You just stare at the chair. I, I haven't, I've never you been don't on... don't just stare. I've never been on a flight. person. I've been on one flight in my life that doesn't have, like, a little TV in the, in the seat. And, like, that's not me bragging that I'm rich and only fly, like, <laughs> virgin first class or something. I was on a United flight. Yeah. And they forgot to um, put up a paywall for DirecTV on the ride home, so... Oh, it was pretty solid. That's awesome. Yeah, I hate that they have the whole credit card swipe now because you know no one's gonna buy that. But well, and you, you try to justify it because it's like okay, I'm on this plane for uh, from LA to to Philly is uh, five, five and a half hours. six hours or yeah, so. Like so it's like if you swipe to pay for a movie or get access to cable or something for that amount of time, and it's like I don't know seven or eight dollars, and you're like it's not terrible, but. <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of yeah. like when you when you try to decide if you're going to buy an app on your phone. You're just like, 99 cents? But think of how much fun, how many hours of fun I'll get out of it. <laughs> yeah. What were you talking about? B-movie. Oh, planes. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's just like, go, I'm, I'm looking through my notes, and if, if somebody looked at these notes having never heard of or seen this movie, they would think that I was, like Vanessa, just insane. <laughs> um... Uh, one thing, I don't think this movie gets what honey is. No. Like, it's just... It's so smooth in the movie, there's no stringiness no. to it. Um, honey isn't was, really a bubbles. There's no. so many bubbles Yeah, in I was honey. wondering why they were like, they were talking about pumping bubbles into it. I'm like, what is, what is this carbonated honey? Oh, well that actually brings up a good question. Uh, I, uh, right when the movie started, I wrote down this question to ask you. What job would you choose at Hunnex? <laughs> uh, oh, man. So Hunnex is, while you're thinking of it, Hunnex is the um, corporation in the beehive, <laughs> and they produce honey. And they also do protection gear for bees. Yeah, they kind of just do everything. <laughs> I think it's the only 
uh, company. You think it's the same in all of the hives? Like Hunex is just as, or they, or do they even? I don't know. I guess I don't know. It's the backbone of their the hives economy. Yeah. So it's just. It's, I wonder if they're like B investors and they only can buy into Hunex. Buzz Tank. Buzz Tank. <laughs> I was like, what's a good B pun for Shark yeah. Tank? Uh, if I had to choose a position, honestly... I mean, um, you gotta be careful, because they fill up quickly, but luckily, dead, dead, that's a dead one, that's another dead one, three more dead, <laughs> dead, dead. It's good. Thank you. <laughs> that was my uh, audition, they didn't like it. No, they, they, they kicked you out. Not enough B puns. Uh, I like... Well, I know I can't just be a pollen jock, but, like, Barry just did it. Barry being Jerry Seinfeld's character. Barry B. Benson. Barry B. Benson, the most frustrating just example of alliteration, just like textbook. Uh, but yeah, no, the pollen jocks. Now that that's a sweet, it's a sweet gig. Yeah, and they're there's some pretty toxic masculine. Not really. Um, uh, I did like. It's funny because they're bees, and it's also a kids movie, so all their like man up stuff isn't that intense. So yeah. I wrote down. What do you think, Buzzy Boy? Are you bee enough? <laughs> uh, and they also, all the bees have a weird catchphrase that they all say. Um, like, somebody will say black and yellow, and then everybody else will yell, hello! <laughs> no, when they said black and yellow, I was waiting for them to go into black and yellow. Black, black and, and yellow, yellow. yeah. But that never came because this movie came out very long ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Ten years ago. What do you think Seinfeld's notes looked like for this movie of writing BJ? Uh, they probably looked a lot like mine right now. <laughs> for those, well, for those of you that can't see, as in all, of, all you, of you, uh, I just have a bunch of yellow paper with um, pretty much his B jokes written down on it. Because I remember watching as a kid, Seinfeld was like, "I only write on uh, yellow paper. That's that's how I'm funny." It was like, eh. Set. Yeah, I think I went through a phase like that too, where I was like, "Oh, I like I shouldn't be using technology. Like I should just be just directly pen to paper because that's how I get lazier." People though. did it. Yeah, well, my handwriting is so bad, and then I get that bump on my finger, so I don't want to write anymore. One thing that I wanted to do: Do bees actually get stuck to tennis balls? Is that like a known fact? Because I feel like they tried to present that as a known fact. <laughs> and I was like, I, I don't know, this could be true or I'm not. not I'm not sure. <laughs> like, I don't know. I mean, I, they could maybe get tangled because there's all the little fibers. That's yeah. what I was thinking. I don't know. I mean, they. I guess they have rough paws. Pa- what do you call Are they their paws? hands? They're just, maybe they're just hands. I yeah, bee hands. Bee maybe hands. they're like, uh, Are they, like soft and then it's like kind of a Velcro situation. Yeah, probably. Maybe. I don't know. Oh, no. um, also, miraculous that Barry didn't die when he kept yeah. getting bounced and thrown around, and then it, he, it just never landed on his side. And then Patrick Warburton uh, <laughs> hits the tennis ball, and Barry flies out of the tennis court, and there's just a tennis ball bouncing around Manhattan, and it's not hitting a single thing. No, miraculously, I, Patrick Warburton's character. Was absolutely insane. I mean, it really just was an extension, I think, of every role that he's ever had. But, like, why was he always yelling? I don't know. I mean, my my favorite quote had to be, like, why is Yogurt Night so difficult? I wrote that down. (laughs) 
That's a good line, though. Yeah, that's really funny. Uh, I mean, he also, he had, like, frozen, frozen yogurt. Yeah. He was trying to pick at it with his spoon, and that just wasn't working out at all. That was, yeah. Some of the subtleties, like, that was good. But also, to a certain extent, he he is 100% justified. Like, he's an ass, but when Barry gets into their lives and Vanessa is talking to... Serving him dinner, they're having coffee and di- late night discussions about the B trial. Yeah, which there's I don't understand why she's helping still. I don't. She's like, there's no way. Did she really have zero foresight that it would hurt her flowers? Like, she's like, a florist. She's a florist, and she she just didn't think at all. Oh yeah, pollination. Like she was just so swept up in the the, the Mr. Barry B Benson's charisma, I guess. Yeah. Also, how do lawsuits work? Like, do you have to show up? <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure that you, like, send it in. Well, yeah, we and, saw that in the movie. W- yeah, but you have to get chosen to, to actually be called. Uh, you have your trial called before a jury. It, it, that's for, like, real stuff. I Like suing the human race. <laughs> The thing is, the, who was gonna pay for that? I want to know I have that. No idea. <laughs> and also, Oprah Winfrey voiced the judge. Really? Yes. There I had no idea. Huge people in this movie for no reason. That's John like, Goodman, Megan Mullally, Larry King. Larry King. <laughs> that was the most throwaway role in the world. You're here with B. Larry King. Yeah. I'm B. Larry King, or whatever. <laughs> like, I don't know why. There could have been something better there, like Larry. Queen, because like a queen bee yeah, or there, something there, like that. Zero Honestly, joke. that there, Larry Queen. Yeah, but then I, but they they also made a trans a weird trans joke at some point. I wrote it down. The thing with a uh, sting too. Oh yeah, that was totally unnecessary. <laughs> no, the most unnecessary was Ray Liotta. Oh, he, and he got so upset. Too. He gets so upset. The animation for him is disturbing. I think I just wrote down in my notes Ray Le- La- Leota. Is that like a character trait of his that he laughs a lot? I'm gonna be totally honest. I only I only really know Goodfellas. I think that's okay. Did yeah. he laugh a lot in that movie? Yeah, I mean it's like that's like a mob thing. But no, he no he had kind he of was a, like a straight. <laughs> oh, it's so great. Oh yeah, wait, it was because there's that famous scene at the beginning with uh, Joe Pesci like oh, what you, funny? How's it funny? Like like you think I'm a clown like a clown funny because really yeah, honest you don't you don't know that? I maybe I, might be I just don't totally I hope you're it. reaching well I mean that's a I know that quote but, yeah yeah but uh but he, that yeah it's weird and then he gets so angry and again a very logical question why doesn't somebody just like step on him yeah no that's we have to be able to. Like, if bees could actually do that, they probably could have just, like, overthrown... You know how many more bees there are in the world than people? People. People. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, oh, Chris Rock, too. His Chris character. Rock just as uh, classic, a Classic, just, uh, like, minor voice-over appearance, I feel like. Yeah. That he's... It was... Uh, I thought he was I really wish funny. I could... Yeah, I wish we could have seen more of him, though. Well, honestly, 
I did not like at the end when he, he, the mosquito, he, Chris Rock plays a mosquito and he shows up at the end as a lawyer and a cow goes, you're a lawyer? And he says, I was already a blood-sucking parasite. Oh, that was a hard lawyer joke. All I needed joke. was a briefcase. <laughs> like, I, I remember, I think I wrote that down. It was just like, what's <laughs> the end? It was so feel good. And then middle one of the last jokes is just that lawyer joke, and I was like, "Wow, that was kind of aggressive." Yeah, um, but I mean, the the whole stuff where he's just hanging out on the windshield is funny. Also, um, there's one joke in here. I don't know if it was uh, intentional, but it's something that I appreciate a lot now. Is um, so the windshield wiper on this car, uh, this truck that Barry, the mosquito, and a bunch of other bugs are on. Uh, it's the windshields are on, so. They're scared that they're going to die, and it cuts to inside the truck, and they're just listening to NPR. Yeah. Which is funny, because it's like, oh, it's like madness out there, and then calm in there. But an interesting thing, um, there's this article I read about how truck drivers, um, out of anything, they listen to NPR the most. Really? And like a lot of truckers, they have these little guides that have the station... Uh, frequency for every NPR station in the country. There was this one driver that was talking that he's been on the road for 30 years and he he th- feels like he knows Terry Gross intimately and that wow. like he's kind of in love with her. Really? Yeah. Gross. Yeah, it's cool. Hey. Terry's really nice. I, I don't know Terry. I mean, I, I, I mean, I know Terry. Yeah. WHYY. Who? This is. That was stupid. Um, also, a weird thing, um, uh, this movie takes, like, 40 minutes, like, a third of the movie to get to plot. Because yeah. it starts off with Barry wants to get out and be something else, no pun intended, I swear. And that could have been the movie that's just, um, he's alienating his friends and his family because he's trying to chase this dream of being outside the hive when... He was never supposed to leave the hive. That mm-hmm. could have been a movie. Or it could have been a movie that this bee who's already a pollen jock or something discovers that humans are using, are collecting honey, and he decides to sue the human race. That could have been a movie. Or it could have been a movie about these uh, bees that decide to go on strike because they know that humans harvest honey and they're okay with it, but after a certain point, they just get tired of working for nothing. So they go on strike, which decimates the earth. Yeah. There's so many... Like, There's it's, so many... Yeah, it was like three loose sort of bee-related plots. And it had to go to the writing. Like we said... There's no way he didn't just write a bunch of bee jokes down and be like, oh, well, I gotta make a story now. You know what's interesting? In this movie, there is no bee plot. <laughs> uh, what about. Uh... I don't know. His best friend is just like, I wanted a job and I wanted to do it good, Barry. Yeah, and you and, ruined it. And now I have a cocktail fork thing for my stinger. <laughs> Which is that how it works? You just need to plug it back up and yeah, you feel better. Totally. He also he had an IV of honey in the in the, yes. in the human hospital. Going back to how they don't know how honey works. Is there no hospital in the hive? Yeah, I don't know why. Uh, if the human race was getting sued to, like, imagine from their perspective, you're about to get sued by a bunch of bees. Why are you gonna save this one? That why are they even saving him? Is it like an? I don't. Well, I shouldn't mean, shouldn't the bees be responsible? Well, that's that? the whole doctor oath. It's do no harm. 
Oh, and it applies to bees, I guess? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think it more applies to the humans that are yeah. treating them. Um, but TJ, we're, we're about to play one of my favorite games on this show. Um, and I think it's especially important uh, for this movie. So a lot of movies have promotional material that they use to promote movies. And I want you to try to guess how they promoted B-Movie in a segment we call Guess the Tagline. So I'm not good at explaining how this uh, segment works, um, but because <laughs> it always catches my guests off guard. Do it? But no, 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 I got it. I'm really good at it. Trust me, maybe. Um, but basically, um, uh, I'm going off of one of the main movie posters for B movie, and it had uh, this tagline on it. Now I feel like you'll be able to guess it pretty well because. Knowing what the movie is and who is responsible for it, I feel like you can guess or maybe even come up with a better promotional slogan for B-Movie. All right. So, what are... Wait, I'm just guessing now? Yeah. Oh. Uh, something... Let's see. So, let's let's break it down. This movie is about what? Like... Bees. Bees. And it's written Bees. by... Jerry Seinfeld. Uh... So... Honestly, that's a, those are that's all you need to know to probably get this. Man, I'm gonna be so mad at myself. And, and it's a DreamWorks movie, so that that's usually means that it's it's just it's kind of like sassy a little bit. Uh, mm. Man, Ooh. see the segment's hard because I know I shouldn't just spring yeah. this on somebody, but at the same time, like I don't want you looking it up beforehand. Uh, it makes for... Is it like part of his routine? Like no, it's not like what's the deal with bees or something. <laughs> I was gonna go. You know, what's the deal with bees? So I'll give you a hint to help you. Yeah. Um. So it's it's four words and it rhymes. <sighs> Bee. <laughs> oh man, this is this is killing me right now. Uh, You're gonna be so annoyed when I tell you what it is. Not because oh I couldn't guess it, but just because what it is. Jerry, it does it, it have to do with Jerry? No, but just kind of his reputation. I don't know if these are good hints. I really can't be the be uh be. Not your B, not your regular B. <laughs> I, just, I, I literally gonna, sound like I thought, I'm quoting the movie right I thought now. You're gonna say to be or not to, to be. be, which that's to not be the or not line. to be is that's good. That is the buzz. It's. <laughs> oh wait, the is oh buzz is good. They're using buzz. It's not. They're it's not. A, oh. I'm being very particular to avoid something. We've talked. It about can't it. be bad. <laughs> Or it can't be good. Uh, So here's the tagline Honey just got funny. Oh my god. Oh, that's my problem. I was hung up on B. I wasn't thinking honey. Oh, don't you feel empty? (laughs) Just hearing honey just got funny. Honey just got funny. Finally, because uh, honey has been such a melancholy subject (laughs) for the past. 47 million years or whatever. Don't you hate... Yeah, that's... that's What? what like, poo? Poo is so melancholy. <laughs> Another unnecessary cameo, by the way, that I just thought of. Poo Bear? 
Yes. <laughs> what that upset that? me. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's a DreamWorks uh, signature is um, referencing um, like classic works, usually Disney, yeah. and just crapping on all over them. <laughs> they tranquilize the Winnie the Pooh and take his pot of honey, which I feel like if the movie wasn't the way it was, I would have been like, oh, that's that's clever. Yeah. But because this movie is so bananas, bananas, <laughs> that I, I just can't... It just was weird. Yeah, I... Because also this movie implies that, honey, that Winnie the Pooh is a real... Yeah, that's like a, another universe to enter now. That it just like threw out there. Like, here, Winnie the Pooh exists as well. And Piglet. I think Piglet was there. Piglet was there, and he was upset because they shot his best friend. Why do Winnie. bears always have pots for their honey? Um, well, their claws are so big. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Why do bears always have pots? Why do bears always have pots? What are they, freshmen in college? Yeah. <laughs> We could probably come up with some Jerry, some stand-up around. I think, yeah, Jerry, Jerry's stand-up, so it's very formulaic, you know? Yeah, but then again, he's good at it. Yeah. Everybody is like, oh, we can do this, and then they're like, oh, this oh, isn't funny. Yeah, it's, it's not funny at all. <laughs> so we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to discuss more B-movie. Stay with us. Welcome back, Buzz Buzz. We're talking, <laughs> we're talking B movie with TJ Swaggart. Mm. Um, so, what what were you saying over the break? You wanted to talk about it was the the stuff with the pollen. Pollen just seemed like just obviously. I get it's a relevant part of a bee's life, perhaps, mm-hmm. uh, but a bee's life. It's like uh, a, a, a bug's life. That was the original pitch for the title, and they're like, eh. they're like Jerry, I um, hate to break it to you, and he's like, I have so much money. <laughs> uh, what about all the people with pollen allergies? <laughs> that just like they the, all of the pollen disappeared. Do you think pollen allergies go away or do they adapt? And then they just sprinkle it all back over the world for the flowers. Just raining pollen. They had little guns, yet they were filled to the brim with gallons of pollen, it looked like. And then they're just shooting it into Central Park and around New York and... The flowers are immediately just sprouting and everything. It's just, I mean, it's magic. It's like uh, Epsom salt. Yeah. I, I don't know. Is that magic? <laughs> Epsom salt. Is anybody deathly allergic to pollen, though? Like, I've never heard of, like, somebody's, like... Is that, Do you it's need not, an EpiPen? It's not... Because it's not, like, a uh, peanut Epi, allergy. EpiPen? <laughs> I guess you also would just need an EpiPen for an a Epi buzz. Thing. <laughs> 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 uh... Yeah. Um, also, because it, it's it, it's a it's a respiratory based yeah. allergy. So like, I mean, I definitely during allergy season, quote whatever, I I like struggle with breathing a little bit. But I mean, I don't know. I don't. Th- Maybe it wouldn't be like that big of a deal. Like, you definitely take Zyrtec. Sneeze. I sneeze take a Zyrtec. Lot. Take here. Zyrtec. Do you think <laughs> the bees... show's not sponsored by Zyrtec? Yeah. By the way. <laughs> we are not affiliated with Netflix or Zyrtec. The two biggies. What were you saying? I was thinking about also like. Oh my god, just, of course my mind had to go towards what, if they were involved romantically, Mr. Barry B. Benson, (laughs) and uh, uh, Vanessa, Vanessa, what do you think, what do you, intimate, intimately, I don't know. You're saying would they have, would they be able to have a baby? Well, no, they wouldn't have a baby, but you think. Baby. (laughs) Baby. 
Or if they didn't want to have the child, they would use Plan B. Could you think <laughs> he would be? <laughs> Can you acknowledge Plan yeah, B? <laughs> I was, I was, I was to very excited about that. <laughs> you think that Barry it would be pleasurable to her in some regard? You think? You think Barry would know? When no, he's doing... <laughs> I don't think Barry would be pleasurable with his first human with woman. his little prick. <laughs> Ugh, Jesus. I'm well, sorry. <laughs> there is a point during the trial where he insinuates that he pisses out of his stinger. Yeah, that was interesting. So I was thinking, okay. So there's clearly this innuendo here. Wait, okay, I just realized that implicates so many things. So if he pees out of his stinger, then that means that his stinger is his dick. Yeah. And that also and means s- that he routinely sharpens his dick. <laughs> I was talking about... Putting your dick in a pencil sharpener the other day, like what if you could cool. do that? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Just uh, I don't know. You know, you shoot the shit with the guys. You see a hole. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a guy well, thing. What about also? <laughs> That's what Trump was talking he, about with locker room talk. <laughs> he puts his stinger. His buddy puts his stinger in the lawyer's butt. <laughs> yeah, so. And also the 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 one lawyer. Uh. Uh. The defense lawyer is like, "Are you? Oh, are you allergic to bees?" Turns out he wasn't. Yeah. And he he like cricked his neck or something, and he had to be in a weird baby Bjorn thing oh, for the rest wait, of the trial. Yeah, that was another like <laughs> unnecessary part. Why couldn't he be in a wheelchair? Why did he have to stand? Does does that really help? I don't oh, know. Oh my goodness! I don't know how it distributes weight. You know what was genuinely funny? Um, in the opening for either be Larry King or like their or BNN, um, there's a quick flash, and you see, <laughs> also LOL of BNN, um, but there's a quick flash, you see a bunch of bees protesting, and one of them, one of the signs says, no more bee beards, and I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm glad, like, of course you had to get a bee beard joke in there somewhere, yeah. and that's probably the best place you could have put it. It was, they didn't draw too much attention, it was just so, some of that subtlety stuff was good. The one thing in this movie that was subtle. <laughs> yeah. The rest, although, honestly, my favorite parts were when they just kind of let Jerry be Jerry. Like, he would, like, when he was talking about the honey, like, when he first discovered it, he's like, these are our hospitals, our schools, they took our, and I was like, that's, that's funny. Yeah, that's not bad. It's just him just... I- Going. It didn't work though for me when Jerry was talking about taking time off or whatever, and he's like, "I'll get a gold tooth. I'll walk. I'll I'll call everybody dog." Yeah. I'm just like, "What are you talking about?" There was the. uh... (laughs) Yeah, that's weird. There was there was the beginning part too, where he's like, "I'm glad I took a a year off." No, a day off. A day off so I could travel around the hive. Yeah, I forgot. That that was funny. Well, I was about to bring that up because time in this movie is weird. Because if... So, elementary school's a day, middle school's a day, high school's a day, college is a day. I don't know when he took that day off to learn about himself, but also, how old is anybody in this movie? Yeah. How, How quickly do you age then? It's and and then is his dad is Barry's dad retired? How how long do bees normally live? I have no idea. I was gonna do a bunch of bee research for this movie or for this episode, but I was just like, I didn't want to. No, I didn't want to. I didn't want to. It was like eleven thirty. I was ready for bed, and I was like, I'm not gonna do a bunch of honey and bee, bee research. research. Bee search uh, before bed. <laughs> uh, no, I. 
what was I just? I don't know. All right. <laughs> You're talking about age. We were talking about age and kind of how time. Oh works. yeah, I just think it's also how long did that trial then take? That had to be an eternity. Think about it. This bee went through eternity. A a turnaby. This this Double bee pun. went through college. Uh, took three days so off. Took three days off. I mean, and then he just goes out and he has a whole trial. This trial had to be his entire life. Like, when is he gonna? It's it, it must have been like a week or so. Yeah, because you think of how long the legal process takes anyway. Well, so and I now you got to to get Ray Liotta and Sting. <laughs> yeah. To testify at a B trial. Well, it's for the human race. They're doing it for the human race. For all human. And it's weird. There were no. There were no real. I mean, I guess the consequences are like, you know, all the plants are dying, but I don't think the the humans had to like pay anything. They were just like, okay, we we won't use honey anymore. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, they were just like, all right, well. Very reasonable. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, we. I, I don't really use honey that much. Neither, I don't like honey at all. It's so, like, if I use it, because uh, it's always a pain, you got to, like, throw it in the microwave and, and make it a little easier to get. You know, if you put it in the microwave for, like, 10 seconds, the, the little bear jar, which I thought was another funny thing that they pointed out. Uh, yeah. But, observational comedy. Uh, he... Wow, where did that heat go? thins? Yeah, no, it, it heat thins it out. So if you well, maybe uh, that's how throw in the microwave for t- ten seconds or so. Maybe that was the deal with the honey in the movie because it was used pretty quickly or whatever by all the bees. Like it was constantly being. It was like maybe the bubbling was from being heated up. Yeah. And they're constantly stirring it, so it's not really settling. I love the job where they just wear the bit. That's what I would want to do. The big finger hats. Yeah. I love how they made it human fingers. Just their bees, and they're like, oh man. And the ration, the, the rationalizing it of, of it is weird. It's, it, it was another weird observational thing. Like, oh, to save that little drop of honey that always like, yeah, always, like, falls out. Which I guess. Yeah, like that's, that's. Like, that, that that goes back to what we were talking about. Do people really notice that? I don't know. The one thing is, I mean, I think that's accurate to factories in general because I do think it's really interesting how they realize when they realize just oh, reusing like this metal sheet, just melting it down again to get every last bit out of it. Did you know that Tootsie Roll does that? That the Tootsie Roll mix that doesn't get used at like the end of the day or whatever, it just gets recycled and used idea. again. So. I read about this, and it's possible that somebody's eating a Tootsie Roll that has a little bit of the original Tootsie Roll mixture. Because they just, like, pour... Oh. they just, Like, the stuff that's extra at the end of the day, they just pour it back in to the new batch at the beginning of the day. Somewhere, there is just a little, little gene or DNA strand yep, of the BNA. original... BNA. <laughs> of the original Tootsie Roll. Wow. That is... I guess I don't know. I yeah, think I find Tootsie Rolls to be an underwhelming candy. No, they're not good. No, they're like, like the honey of candy. Like you just gotta this? like work it out of your teeth. Basically, you eat it and then you spend the next two hours picking at your teeth. That well, is all. I get it's like it's kind of like a taffy. I guess. Yeah, I don't really like taffy either. Not Laffy it, taffy. It hurts my jaw a lot. Yeah, I, the banana flavor too is disgusting. Do not if you like that. You are a horrible person. You know what I discovered exists? What? Cherry Starburst. Aren't those the red ones anyway? No, the, the red ones are strawberry. Oh. Strawberry and then the pink one is... 
Oh, what about like the know. dark maroon-ish? Is that the cherry? That's the cherry. Yeah, I've had that. That's, I never thought about that, though. I guess like because red's always cherry. It is. Red is supposed to be cherry. Get out of the way, red. Um, <laughs> oh, I like there was this joke um, uh, where Vanessa's talking about how she has TiVo and she asked Barry. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. They don't say that. Like that's that's a softball toss. Well, instead, um, Barry says that there's a terrible hive disease called hivo, which isn't what she asked <laughs> no. at all. But I I did appreciate that they didn't just say they, bevo. Bevo. Yeah. No. I get <laughs> some. It was probably pretty... I like how the writers, assuming that Seinfeld didn't write the whole thing himself, <laughs> which he very well could have, I like how the writers were like, you know what, we're going to try to earn some respect back and not go for the easy pun well, here. That happened a couple times that they they did like little misdirection jokes like that. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to read some quotes that I wrote down because I was confused. So you like jazz? <laughs> so you like jazz, that's good. Is that fuzz gel? Yep. And like, no, it's honey. <laughs> um, uh, my favorite is Barry when he's out for the first time with the uh, the jocks, the flower jocks. Is that what they're called? Pollen jocks. Pollen jocks. Pollen jocks. He says, flowers. <laughs> I thought that was weird. Um, and Adam, uh, Barry's best friend, when he eats a crumb, he says, that was stinging stripey. <laughs> Which... Is so confusing. Stinging um, stripey. Just, it's like the bees only know three things to reference and they've built their whole world like, around it. Imagine if humans talk like that. <laughs> oh, that's, uh, that's legs. Benedict. <laughs> legs Benedict. That is, you just uh, build your whole world. Oh, I'm sorry, everyone. I don't know. <laughs> and also, uh, Barry, uh, to calm Vanessa down when she has to fly a plane. Uh, this is nothing more than a big metal bee. Oh, great. Oh, I'm glad that... Why did it take the human race... Go ahead and tell Wilbur and Oliver... Orville. Orville Wright. Yeah, it's nothing but a big B. You guys just make it a big B. Yeah, oh yeah. We were going with like birds or like, I don't know, more pronounced flyer. But which is funny because they keep going back to that quote. Like, clearly... It was just Seinfeld's observation of, like, they shouldn't be able to fly. That was clever at the end when they did wrap it. I didn't realize... There were a couple kind of callbacks at the end of the movie that I was was pleasantly surprised by. Yeah. That one being a big one. I was like, oh, that was kind of cool. Yeah. And, like, I mean, I haven't seen this movie in years, so I I was really uh, expecting nothing. (laughs) I had a couple... Like, there was... Oh, yeah, let's answer questions. Oh, questions? Oh, I thought you were saying I Oh, no, I had a couple quotes that, like, the one, the grandpa saying, I dated a cricket once down in San Antonio. Man, those crazy legs. I was like, that's weirdly, like, old man pervy kind of for this children's movie. Uh, Also, the, uh, what was, (laughs) stinging, all the adrenaline, and then just ecstasy. That's what he. That's how he describes. And then Jerry goes, the "Okay." <laughs> and uh, oh, there was there was so many different bee-related quotes. Uh, I don't know. I really thought all of Kevin, or is it Ken? Ken's character. Yeah, Ken. Yeah, just just a lot of 
his anything he said was just funny. <laughs> he was so upset about his resume. Hey, that was my resume when she just ripped it in half. Yeah, well, it was a brochure. A brochure. And it was funny. I we both watched this. Um, we we have this uh, like capstone essentially uh, class together just to with resume building and stuff. And that wouldn't have that wouldn't have gone no. by our professor. Peter at all. would not have. Been Peter cool. Jaroff would not have liked that. Shout out to Peter Jaroff. Are you listening, Peter? Yes, you are. We only pit, you only plug this podcast in his class a couple times. You you made me do it the one time. I You're did. like, hey, don't you have a podcast? <laughs> I was like, yes. Uh, uh, there was also bees are funny. If we didn't laugh, we'd cry. It's <laughs> like that's so. Oh my god, that's so sad. Okay, so. Near the end of the movie, when Barry's like, oh man, I really fucked up by making all the bees stop doing bee stuff, he proposes him and Vanessa commit suicide. Oh, yeah. This is a kid's movie, rated PG. They have a suicide pact. Well, he tries. He says, I'll sting sting you, you you stomp on me. And she's like, you'll just die twice. And he's like, right. Yeah. That's, uh... Well, I'm, I'm, and also Vanessa, Vanessa says to him, like, I mean, I, uh, you sh- he, she, she was insinuating that it was all him when, like, you were there at the trial supporting him and helping do late night research. Yeah, she, she gets all upset. No, that was annoying. That, Again, this character was not written well. At no, all. she was just kind of thrown it. I think it was just like, what if a bee fell in love with a woman? And <laughs> there, that's what, that's kind of just what happened. I like that people were just so accepting too. <laughs> like talking, it's crazy that Vanessa and Ken were the only ones that were surprised. And then there's like the stock boy at the supermarket. It's incredible. That's like, there you are. And then they have a sword fight. The number one rule that these bees have their secret code is don't talk to humans. And then they talk, and there's no repercussions. <laughs> like, it's like Barry gets right, his yeah. dream. Yeah. They, like, at the courtroom, they're all waiting for the bee to talk. And, like, they have the news there and the crowds of people out. And then they say oh. something, and then they just... And eh. it's funny how you see the helicopters lean in. <laughs> lean in. <laughs> That's like, this movie, I think because Seinfeld was behind it, it's, I mean, it's a DreamWorks movie, and I, I've said this so many times on the podcast, that DreamWorks has a very specific type of kids movie that they make, and it's like, just kind of like loud, and sacrifices plot for jokes, yeah. but they do have a lot of just dumb bits like that that are just straight up good. It's just a lot of inconsistencies. Like, why should the bees care about talking to people if, like, why is there that cardinal rule if they do and it's like, huh. What other rules are there of bees? I don't remember what, they definitely, all they said was that is the number one rule. That is the thing you cannot do. I think it was the one rule. Yeah. I think that was it. That might have been it. Yeah. I am um, confusing that. Oh, Vanessa's really good at grabbing individual bees by the back. She does it several <laughs> times in the movie. She's like, hold on. Yeah. And grabs them. That used to be a talent. Isn't that like Jackie Chan caught him with ch- chopsticks? Not Jackie I, Chan. I, That's I in really, The Karate Kid. The Karate Kid. Oh, my gosh. It's okay. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Look, Lego Ninjago is everywhere, so it's Jackie Chan's on your mind. And also that movie where he's... His daughter dies in a bombing, and he beats up a bunch of British people to to avenge her oh, death. Oh yeah, it's like basically born with Jackie Chan now. Yeah, or like taken if she died. Yeah, 
So not Taken. So not, <laughs> so not the entire point of Taken. Um, <laughs> this isn't a good fella. That's a bad fella. I forgot. That was a joke that I was like, oh, come on. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, also, the it's also genuinely very funny when uh, Jerry or Barry's like, Adam, you got a stall. And then it cuts to the courtroom and he uh, is teaching them all how to make uh, origami boats for the bathtub. Oh, wait, yeah. Yeah. And, and I like that the jury just accepted it. They're like, this is what we're doing. Today. Every single person in the courtroom, I don't think the judge had, but the lawyers all had. <laughs> and the courtroom is just, it was absurd to me that they like, but there were some like good, like it did get some like cool political undertones. Like, like the one time. I don't know about cool. Well, not cool, but like the one time they were like, Oh, playing the species card. I was like, that's that's a little throwaway funny joke. Yeah, there. Yeah, there were weird parts where they were like, "Oh, is this a civil rights thing?" But coming from Seinfeld, I couldn't tell if this was he was making a comparison or he was making a joke. Like, these are bees that won civil rights. Like, yeah. get it, bees? Yeah. It, I mean, that's kind of how like actual Seinfeld, the show was. Malcolm written. X, more like Malcolm B. <laughs> Is that yeah? What <laughs> no. were you gonna say? Funny or offensive? Yeah, f- funny. No, no, not offensive. That's not offensive. Malcolm B. <laughs> uh, yeah, Seinfeld has. Oh, Susan, is like Susan B. Anthony. S- Susan, Susan B. Anthony. Oh. Why wasn't she a character? There's probably. Why wasn't Susan, Susan B. Anthony B. a character yeah. in B movie? Yeah. That's a good question. Just, I'm surprised they didn't just commit to every B. B-list celebrities. You think that's why they chose Ray Liotta, actually? Maybe. B-list celebrity? Or, uh... Is he B-list? B-Arthur. Well, she's dead, so... How do you determine list? I I mean, I think it all started because Kathy Griffin was like, I'm on the D-list, people! And then everybody was like, what? Yeah. Well, I mean, there's, like, clearly A-list celebrities that people that everybody... Like, Tom Cruise, George Clooney. And then people, like, working actors. Yeah. Everybody else, I guess. Is everyone else just B-list? I think so. Except for... Kathy Lee. Kathy Lee. Not Kathy Lee. Kathy Kathy Griffin. Griffin, yeah. D-list. Ugh. So anyway, um, (laughs) TJ, do you think you're about ready to rate this movie? Yes. So so here, just... How do I do it? Well, I'm about to walk you through it. So take my hand as we go on this journey of learning. We're holding <laughs> hands right now. Yeah, it's very. We actually did play footsie accidentally a minute ago. Yeah. Um, but we ignored oh, it. Oh, it was an accident. <gasps> TJ. I know. BJ. B- oh wait, no. <laughs> that doesn't B- work. <laughs> <laughs> wait, I totally. How do we not talk about our B names? <laughs> yeah. So you're obviously BJ, um, and I'm. <laughs> Buzz. B- Buzz Wiseman or Ross Wise Buzz. <laughs> no, why Ross Wise B? Because you're a man, you change man to B. Yeah, I'm yeah, cool with that. Ross yeah, Wise that <laughs> So BJ, how this works is, um, so we rate each movie uh, property that we talk about on four criteria: audience respect, plot acting and humor you can rate from zero to five you can be as specific and minute with uh 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 what's the word i uh decimals 
yeah. as you'd like. Um, so just to start it off, what, what did you think of this movie in terms of audience respect? So kind of like pandering or kind of just, it's a movie, enjoy it. Uh, I would give it like, it, I'd give it like a three. I think there are parts where it's like, oh yeah, like uh, it feels pandering just because the B jokes are just so like just vomiting in your face, like B. This is a B movie. These are well. Keep in mind that we we we're talking about humor is completely separate category on its own. Yeah. Like, so, but I think uh, in that way it does feel pandering though when when uh, some of the humor is just uh, just like uh, like. Giving it to the lowest common denominator of audience member, but at the same time, you know, it, it is a movie. Just enjoy it. I think there's, you know, you th- if you think of Seinfeld as a guy, there's no way he wrote this with anything more in his idea. Like, let me just make a funny movie about bees. So, I, I maybe three point five. I, I think the audience it was respectful. Three point five. That's that's great. I'm I'm giving it a two point eight, um, and I think it's partly because. I've watched, and I've said this before on the podcast, I've watched so many kids' movies at this point, and I've been rating every single one of them, but now I'm getting a lot pickier. Yeah. And But at a certain point, it's hard to be like, oh, what's a two compared to a three, really? Um, but yeah, I, I think I agree with you for the most part on why you gave it a 3.5, but it's just, there are a lot of times where I was just groaning at just, just how how it was written in terms of just like a kid's movie. Yeah. Cause that it's a very common pratfall, uh, that, uh, pitfall, not pratfall. Pratfall. I was Chris Pratt. Chris, Chris Pratt. Pratt fall. Fall. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, that a lot of kids movies can make where it's just like, ah, oh, it's for kids. So let's just slap it together. Yeah. Um, oh, that, like DreamWorks, everything. Also <laughs> the, like, uh, we reviewed Shrek two, uh, two weeks ago and I, uh, DreamWorks animation is not that good. It, like, it has no. I don't think it it's aged as well as like even early Pixar. You're like, eh, this looks weird, but what's like a recent DreamWorks? B movie and Shrek too. They're like very like polygonish, you know. Yeah. Um, a recent DreamWorks movie. Um, I get. I think there was a se- another sequel to How to Train Your Dragon or oh, Kung Fu yeah, Panda. Yeah, that stuff looks. Weird. I don't know. I, I will to say though. Oh, uh, Home. That one visually, B movie was still like so fun and colorful. And, like, I, I thought some of that took away from me. Like, yeah, Barry's face, his whole body kind of felt boxy. Mm-hmm. But uh, And just Ray Liotta. I can't get over how weird Ray Liotta looked. No, he was really <laughs> uncomfortable. Um, how, what did you think of the plot? Oh, no. I give the plot a one. Whoa! I absolutely loathe the plot. It, because, like I said before, this movie... It, you have the freedom to do whatever. You've already established that there are talking bees and just going about the world and they're going to interact with the human race and you're going to turn it into a courtroom drama? Like, you can do anything. You can make it so exciting. You know, you talk about, like, How to Train Your Dragon, just all these exciting kids' movies. And like it, it's a, it's it not was just like... exploring the world. No, this is just like, eh. Like, just here. Here is... We, we don't know what to do with all these bee jokes, so let's just put it in a courtroom. Just a classic trope. Not in kids' movies, I guess, but still. Maybe yeah. that was what they were going for, though. I don't know. I hated the plot. No, <laughs> I give it a one. And I'm, I'm giving it a two. All right. Because 
I I did appreciate the callbacks uh, at the end that kind of made this feel a little bit more well-rounded and kind of wrapped up than I th- I remembered it being. Being. Um, being. You just had a glitch there for a second. <laughs> yeah, that was my mic. No, <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, <laughs> that mic is perfect. But um, but I, again, like I was saying before, this movie had three different plots it wanted to pursue, and it just didn't decide on one. No. Um, also, I read on IMDb that Jerry didn't want to write a sequel because he didn't want to ruin uh, or step on the uniqueness of the first movie. <laughs> That would be something that he be be. <laughs> I guess it was unique for sure. Yeah. It was. I mean, you know, I guess underwhelming is is a good word for it. I would say so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what did you think of the acting? So obviously, it's it's voice acting is a different. Yeah, uh, type of game, but and and it make you feel. I well, first off, Seinfeld was just himself. He his voice, but it's iconic. But it's literally no variation. Mm-hmm. He, it's he's always yelling. Uh, so, but uh, overall, I didn't hate the voice acting. I like I I thought Chris Rock was hysterical. Uh, Chris, I was gonna say Chris Pratt. I um, also thought you were gonna <laughs> say Chris Pratt. I thought Chris Rock was hysterical some of it and and i liked uh ken ken was great ken so, yeah, was great i'll give it i'll give it a four i like the voice acting that's great i'm i'm giving it a 3.4 it's the exact same uh score that i i i was look so i have a spreadsheet that just has all of the scores on it because i'm a maniac and <laughs> i gave i've been giving nearly identical scores to b movie that i gave to shrek 2 yeah 3.4 exactly the same because I, I think they all do fine jobs. Nothing was really spectacular or stood out. Like, Patrick Warburton was obviously a highlight. Yeah. Uh, Larry King, funny. Um, Larry King. Megan Mullally, um, she was supposed to be the queen bee, of the, the queen of the hive in this yeah. movie, but it was cut completely. So Seinfeld tossed her the little tour guide thing at the beginning. Yeah. Which sucks. I kind of wish Seinfeld would have just gotten more of his his friends. I would have liked to see the whole cast and Larry David. My, Michael Richards was play. in it. Yeah, Michael Richards was. I didn't recognize. I didn't. I didn't know who he played. I wanted me. Yeah. I. I, I think he was one of the sports or uh, one of the anchors for BNN. I would have liked Michael Richards and Chris Rock's character to get together, only because you know how Michael Richards said some horrible stuff. About Chris Rock. Yes. <laughs> but <laughs> Chris Rock's Chris Rock was yeah. not happy. Yes. Uh, but yeah, and then finally, this is the most important category, I think, for this movie. What did you think of the humor? Oh. Talk about them laughs. Man, it would really kill me to just uh, give it a poo-poo score because man, uh, I do like Seinfeld, but... Go with uh, your heart. I'm giving it a... Two point four nine 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 nine, etc. Great. Like it's not. You can round it. It still rounds down. Yeah. To a two is what is what you get there. Uh, uh, I mean, not really. That's not how math works. But uh, yeah, I didn't like that noise at all. Uh, but yeah, no, he's uh, the jokes. Obviously, 
Some of them's good. I mean, you knew what you were getting into. It's a children's B-movie. What did you expect? <laughs> I, I feel like you're going to judge me, but I'm giving the humor a four. <laughs> hey, like, whatever. The what? thing is, I didn't laugh as many times uh, this uh, this viewing, just because I've seen it a couple times over the years, but uh, there, I there are a lot of times that I still smiled and chuckled, even though I've seen it a lot. Like that joke at the beginning: "Hey, Barry, you had a great report card. You got all B's." That's very funny. Yeah, that, that's um, a good joke. Uh, I'm looking at other things. Uh, the the you're ready for the tub joke where he's uh, they're doing stuff in the courtroom, making origami. That's funny. Um, the the sword fight between the the worker at the supermarket. Wait, with the pushpin? That was really funny. Like, I liked it, that. It was so dumb, but I was like, it's kind of working for me right now. Yeah, I was I was fine with it. Like the thing about this movie is it's kind of it and this is also a weird analogy, but it's it's similar to an episode of 30 Rock in that there's so much there's so many jokes and a lot of them are dumb just being thrown at you, so like That's a a, good it's very hit or miss. Yeah. I would say Thirty Rock's better at it than B movie. Oh, B-movie. what? No, <laughs> I'll give uh, B movie. It's basically the Thirty Rock. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There's your summary. That's what they should have wrote on the poster. They should have. <laughs> basically Thirty. Actually, Rock. Actually, well, Thirty Rock premiered in 2007. Yeah. Isn't it sad that I know that? Yeah. How do you know that? I, I'm a big fan of Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip and Thirty Rock, and that premiered in the same year. I, Again, I also nearly made a podcast where I was just discussing uh, Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. You sh- have you seen it? I feel like your podcasts are just things where us likes to talk about. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. that's what podcasts I mean, I guess are. it's really what podcasts are. You really cracked it. But um, it's, so it's Aaron Sorkin's first show after The West Wing ended. And it's his only show to last one season. And it's about like behind the scenes of SNL, basically. Mm-hmm. The first half of the season is fantastic. But then you can see as the network gives Sorkin more and more notes, the show just gets terrible. Yeah. And it's very interesting. That's... I like that. I, I like being able to... I like any plot or any sort of show that is aware that it is a show. Like, that's part of the plot is that they're making a show. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a tr- I guess it's just because that's, that's where we're Muppet going. Show. Yeah. The Muppet Show. Yeah, it's all about them putting on a show. Yeah, <laughs> those guys put on so many shows. But anyway, um, crunching the numbers, um, B movie comes out thanks to your long decimal two point eight nine 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 eight seven five. Two. All right. That's... So I'm just gonna round that to two point nine. Yeah. Two point nine. That's all right. Ter- certainly not a B. I'll <laughs> tell you that right no. now. <laughs> well, out of five, what is that? Yeah. Oh, that's, de- out of, wait, that's definitely not. <laughs> 2.8 out of 5. Let's do... That's more of a D. Let's do math. It's a 56% approval. Ooh. <laughs> Higher than our president's. <laughs> <laughs> um, but just for comparison, uh, B-Movie with that score is placed just a little bit below Big Fat Liar and a little bit above... Uh, Princess Mononoke. Oh, wait, no, no, no. That's not correct at all. I mistake a three for a two. Okay, so I stand by what I said. B-movie is a little bit worse than Big Fat Liar and a little bit better than... Oh, wow, there are not that many movies close to it. Like, (laughs) from 2.8, the closest is 2.1... 
Oh, wait, no, I found it. This is not exciting for the viewer at home. No, so, just uh, visualize an Excel B- doc. <laughs> yeah, it's not fun to sort. B-movie is just a little bit better than Heavyweights. All right, I haven't seen Heavyweights. You should. It's... It's not as good as B-movie. <laughs> Why would I watch it? Did you go to summer camp ever? Uh, yeah, I went Sleep to boy, camp? boy Scout camp. I think... Like, my, my take on that movie is that it wasn't great... But just going to, because I was a camp kid for X amount of years, it just made me feel nice. And I, I realized, like, oh, that would have been a movie that I would have loved if yeah. I had seen it when I was going to camp as, that, as a kid. Mm. I, I, this would have been a movie I would have loved back when I was a beekeeper. I was a child beekeeper. Did you know that? Really? Me? Wait, what? No. Oh. That's totally a lie. I didn't know what beekeeping was. I got excited because I, I was like, we've been talking for an hour and 15 and minutes. And I never brought up, no. I, I did know. You knew a beekeeper? I knew a beekeeper. Not like I knew on a personal level, but like there was a person in my life that I vaguely was acquainted with that had worked with bees. This, <laughs> this is not this exciting. This became way less interesting. <laughs> um, so we, we rated the movie. I want to test out a new segment with you, and I feel like it's perfect because uh, you and I like to just riff and talk together, but also... This movie, as we realized, brought up a lot of questions about kind of what this movie universe is. So we're going to try to talk about the implications and what this movie universe is of B-Movie in a segment we're going to call The World. So we, we've already talked a little bit about this movie and what, it, what the implications are for it. Um, first of all, that... Bees can talk. There's no. There's no word. I don't know if they even show any other animals. I mean, they show other they insects. They show a cow. Oh yeah, and the, the cow, cow can talk. Talking. So, and this cow just walked into the a flower florist, shop, a florist shop, and and went to the bee lawyer that uh, handed the job over to a mosquito. And yeah. Who's That's already a, great a blood Chris thing. Rock impression. <laughs> I did a great Chris Rock impression? No, the mosquito, as in it was... Never mind. Oh, so you think in this universe Chris Rock exists, yeah. and this mosquito is just doing, doing a great Chris Rock. Chris Rock. <laughs> um, that's very interesting to think about. Because, I mean, and like you said before, the humans, after such a short period of time, are just unfazed by the talking bees. So, like... I'm curious how long it took for just all animals for them to be like, okay, yeah, this is whatever. Yeah. Well, I guess they all had the same rule in this universe to not to talk to humans. But, so uh, none of them follow it, I guess. But, like, I don't know. It was just... It was such a stupid rule. How is Barry B. Benson the first person <laughs> to do this? The first person to not find... Not first person. That's kind of the whole thing. First B. <laughs> Thank you. The first B... To decide, oh, you know what's uninspiring? Working with honey your entire life. And then he goes out and he talks to people. And, like, I don't know how it took... I don't know what this universe is. But regardless, there was no repercussion. Nothing happened. I mean, yeah, she was shocked at first. And he almost got killed by, by Ken uh, in the Timberland. And then, uh, in that terrifying shower or bathroom scene... Oh, yeah. He, Ken... Uh, lights aer- an aerosol can to kill a, a bee. bee. <laughs> well, that's that brings me to my next point, that in this movie, people are so terrified of bees. 
Yeah. It's ridiculous. And I mean, I don't like bees. If I see a swarm of bees, I'm nervous. But if there's one bee. Yeah. Why, why are you going to smack? Like, why do you freak out? A family it's... nearly gets into a deadly car accident. Yeah, because one bee is in the car. No one just, like, unrolls the window. <laughs> unrolls the window. What? You roll down a window. Yeah, unroll it. It's not. It's not. Uh, it's not. Uh, what is it? Wrapping paper. Or no, I was gonna say French Vogue French or whatever Vogue. they were saying. Oh yeah, how many pages? Seventy-five. Yeah, that's, that's about all they can handle. Right. I know Which? That. How would he know that? Yeah. I guess they've tested it. I like that's another thing. I like that one of the bees' jobs is just, <laughs> just getting get him shoes and fly swatters. But it's weird that, and I don't understand. First of all, why he's the only one? We only see him getting tested. Yeah. And also why. When they're testing a helmet, they also spray him with pesticide or whatever. Insecticide. I guess it just makes you invincible. It's your. But I mean, he gave a thumbs up, so it's okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh, weird implication of this movie universe is that all beekeepers are like masochistic. Evil people. Oh my gosh, I forgot. Yeah, I totally had that note down. Just like they were they talking make about the like, honey, we, we get the money. <laughs> yeah. Which, that's the tagline. They were just, they were so maniacal about bees. Like, stupid. I think one of the lines is stupid bees and their pea <laughs> brains. <laughs> no, no, like, no, no. Their what? brains are the size of like a pinhead. pinhead. Yeah, I was like, what is. That, like, Who are these humans that are so insulted by bees? Also, Jerry reasons. Seinfeld might have written that line. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, you know, we have to show that they're evil. They gotta be in a bin. Like, they're so. They take so much pride and joy in gassing, smoking out bees. bees. Like, I've. I, I, I don't understand why movie villains laugh so much. <laughs> like,. I mean, if I'm doing something, I'm not like laughing, like "haha, I'm doing it." Yeah, you know. Maybe they just, know. maybe they're just very self-aware at the absurdity that is their character. They're just like, man, what a weird premise we are, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, they. Uh, that was that was another part that I was like, yeah, this is, this is. I mean, you can poke holes at this whole thing. All day. Well, here's here's something that's gonna blow your mind. So apparently. Male bees do not participate in the honey-making process, and they don't have stingers. I think I knew about the stinger thing. So does that mean that this is a completely female hive, or they didn't do research? (laughs) They just... Hmm. But there's so many good stinger jokes. Yeah. (laughs) That they would lose if they can't... If they make it a woman, like, right? Uh, you know, that that was stinging stripey. Yeah, or uh, I gotta go drain the stinger. <laughs> or time to sharpen my stinger. <laughs> a lot of things are just saying things that you have to do with your stinger. Yeah, I don't... That's crazy. Then it's all... How was something like that just over everyone's head? <laughs> I don't know. Well, and, uh, <laughs> and I got that fact from IMDb. I also got this from IMDb, that apparently the animators spent... Thousands of hours observing bees to learn how to animate them. So they really? spent thousands, just watching thousands bees. of hours looking at footage of bees. And I mean, they Finding Nemo, 
uh, the Pixar animators, they all went to aquariums. They talked to marine oh. biologists. But the bees, though, like, so what did he learn? Did he learn they all wear tiny sweaters and jackets? And yeah, well, uh, they wear either yellow, they, black, yellow, black, yellow, black, yellow, black. Ooh, black and yellow. Let's switch it up. I like that their antennas were foams too. That was. I thought that was cool too, and I'm not sure if that's if that's an exaggeration of a bee thing that bees kind of like can communicate with each other like sonar or whatever. Yeah. Like bats or. That's still just a fun thing. But let's talk implications. If that's this world, then that means that potentially all insects or a lot of different animals have just their their own cute little communication walkie-talkie system. And they're all in on it. Like, they all agree, huh, let's just not let the humans know that well, we can well, we talk. we can't talk to them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also, um, I just want to let you know, we've been talking for the exact length of B movie. Really? We've been talking for an hour and twenty minutes. Oh wow. I yeah. just thought I just thought that was cool that we've been talking we're now officially I'm impressed talking. you know an hour and twenty minutes. Uh, that is the Well, because I was like, this is weirdly short, even though it felt like it was dragging on and on and on. Yeah. There were moments that I was just like, yeah. come on. Oh so I uh, do you have any other last kind of implications about this universe? Uh, or just kind of stray thoughts? Nope. We're a, that, I think I have voiced my opinions on this movie enough, uh, at least in terms of the, the universe. Eh, it's, it's too much for me. Although I do like the, the political stuff about like how the bees are kind of, they run a socialist co- culture about sharing the honey, and then the dang humans are the capitalists profiting mm-hmm. off the working class. And But honestly, part of me is also like, he even thinking about that when he wrote it. <laughs> no, no, he wasn't. He wasn't. <laughs> That's not how Seinfeld works. One thing, two two quick things that I want to bring up. Barry's dad installed stairs <laughs> for some reason. He spent a lot of money to put these stairs. He's like, sorry, I'm excited, but also I don't understand why you did that. I don't know if it's a status symbol thing. Yeah, because they have they have stairs. They also have a lot of cars. Yeah, and their bees. That's that's another thing. Why, like, what's with... Oh, well, he did say he, like... She was like, why don't you just fly everywhere? She was like, you get tired. And he was like, you got it? Why don't you just run everywhere? (laughs) Wait, so he gets tired, so he drives in the hive, but he's down to do a six-mile fly to... Yeah, like whatever. It's like tulips or something. And he is not in the same bee shape as those other bees. No, not at all. I was waiting for him to like crash and burn, but apparently they don't need to be big. <laughs> um, and also, this was another weird, really dark throwaway, but Barry isn't going to his classmate's funeral because Barry because thought... Barry. Yeah, Barry. Barry. Bee. Because Barry thought that his friend wasted his one sting on a squirrel. That's crazy. He's not going to go to his, this guy's funeral because he was like, he stung a squirrel. What an idiot. And, <laughs> I mean, yeah, what an idiot. But Jesus but, Christ. Yeah, how dark is it? Well, bees, granted, he only bee, knew him for a couple days. Beezus <laughs> comb. <laughs> as in honeycomb. Honeycomb. That was another. I'm trying to think of all the other alternative animated bees that I know. The Cheerios and Honeycomb. Honeycomb have animated bees? Yeah. Honey, No, Honeycomb has that weird, creepy, hairy thing. Oh, so it's just Cheerios then with the bee. Yeah. I'm okay with that. And also the Bitto Honey little bee mascot and the Bumblebee. 
Oh wait, tuna. The, the tuna. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. Um, but yeah, those. That's really all. I, I we could talk even more. I have all these little things, but I just my brain hurts. Yeah. <laughs> from this, but. TJ, thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me on. Thank, yeah, it was so funny because yesterday you skipped class to watch B-Movie. Yeah, I, I committed to this. I was like, oh, wait, we're, we're filming this tomorrow. Uh, you know how I'm paying thousands of dollars to sit in this class? And you were complaining that you had to take like extra credits for your minor. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, but I'm just going to waste it. I'm going to waste this and go watch B-Movie. It was not a waste. But I, I appreciate it. And of I was, course. I was glad that you could come on. I, thank you. Thank you for having me on. Of course. Is there anything that you would like to plug or direct people towards? Uh, just, you know, if anyone wants to look up uh, Thomas Swaggart on uh, LinkedIn and then recommend me to all of your bosses... Uh, if you work in the media industry, uh, yeah, none of you uh, this work is in very like specific. <laughs> Just get me a job, everyone. No, yeah. you I know, know it's, we, you're one of the few guests that I've had on that like, we, we both have had like TV jobs, like working or interning, and we didn't really talk about it. And I'm no. okay with that. Yeah, what you know, what what if you, you think TJ, t- look at TJ's LinkedIn, it's good. Yeah, I'm plugging my LinkedIn. <laughs> And if do, you, do you use that email, I'll send you my resume. <laughs> do you have the 500 plus connections yet? Uh, I got a lot of connections I just haven't accepted. So uh, uh, you gotta get. I accept everybody. Yeah. Because like, hey, contacts are contacts. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, I think I I think I'm at 700. I'm at oh. 684. There you go. Almost I remember when you started last fall and you were just f- flying away. Well, yeah, I kept posting on Facebook, being like, "Hey guys, add me on LinkedIn yeah. now." And then my brother texted me to please stop. <laughs> but joke's on him. Uh, but anyway, uh, you can listen to Kid Flicks wherever you get your podcasts. We always say uh, on Apple Podcasts, it'd be really helpful if you left a review. You can also listen on Google Play, SoundCloud, and Stitcher Radio. Maybe we'll be on more places soon. I'm not really sure how be to do that. Be on more places. Be, be pull, uh, I, I don't know. I'm sorry. Instead of an RSS feed, an ROSS feed. I just, came ah, up with, I just came up with that now. I can't hey. believe 22 episodes in and I just thought of that. There you go. Um, well, now you're going to use it in every one. <laughs> yeah, now I have to add it to canon. It's canon now. Um, you could also follow uh, Kitflix on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at KidflixPod, or send us your recommendation for movies, comments. If you want to tell me I'm doing a terrible job, please don't, but you can. Uh, KidflixPod <laughs> at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we will hear you next week. Go, go, gadget, and show.